This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Chasing the Tide, your saltwater connection on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dustin, and this week we're going to have a pretty cool show. Um, we've had a lot of events going on lately. Um, in the Gulf and the, you know, Florida and uh, Atlantic seaboard region, everything's going on full swing summer tournament time. Um, you know, we just had the, that, that pygmy tournament um, over in the Vare. Uh, turned out pretty good. Had some local anglers go over there and do pretty well. My buddy Tracy Debman, give him a shout out for fourth place over there. Good times. And then we had the extreme kayak um, fishing tournament over there in South Florida. So uh, what we're going to do now, we're going to bring uh, the, winner of that event that just went down a few weeks back um sean rolls we're gonna bring him in right now and uh we're gonna start this segment with him what's going right. on man? yeah what's going on dude all right props on that win man that's a that's a that's a good deal yeah thank good you man i've been really looking forward to that one i really wanted this win so it was a good one for me that's good well uh what we like to do to begin the show um you know give a little brief introduction about yourself you know, tell everybody a little backstory of, uh, you know, when you got into fishing and what led you into that plastic boat. Yeah. Well, um, I've been fishing my whole life. Uh, fished out of Delaware, actually, oh, growing cool. up. Moved down to Florida like six years ago, and the whole kayak thing was a means to get out in the water for me. Yep. And then I basically fell in love with it, man. I got two tuna my first time out. I'm like, wow. The first oh, two that's tuna awesome. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First two tuna I ever caught in my life. I caught him from a kayak, like right off the beach. So, yellowfin, uh, blackfin, 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 blackfin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a yellowfin caught like once or twice a year here, not from a kayak, not a bunch yet. But yeah, just randomly. But yeah, I know blackfinners are. You know, they get up like 30, 35 pounds is probably the max size. But sure, they're, they're awesome fish, man, especially from the kayak. So yeah, I'd like to have a couple of loins right now for them and sear yeah. them. <laughs> big yeah. old chunks, make some pokey yeah. or some, uh, some. 
Yeah, yeah, we do. We do pokey, we do yep. on the grill, we make grill. tuna burgers. I mean, everything, everything. right? Right. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a uh, same thing about me. It's just opening up more water with that kayak, you know, as far as yeah. getting on the water instead of just walking in and wade fishing stuff around here um, or bank fishing or, or, you know, I didn't want to spend all that money on a boat. I mean, even though you look at some of the stuff now and what we're running on these kayaks, you know, it's just like, yeah, we got a little bit of money into them. Yeah, you, know, you start spending a little too much money on them, you, you but start, still. start spending money. That's when it comes yeah. down to you winning some big events like that, and you know, yeah. you know, putting in the work and and then come out with some good sponsors like that too. That's yeah. what it does. You get a little bit of exposure and move on, move on forward, and uh, that helps the cost a lot. <laughs> yeah, it does a lot. One tournament sure a year, as long as you play somewhere, it normally floats the whole year for tournaments. Anyway, it will. Yeah. You, you normally have a pretty yeah. good result here and there, and you, yeah, it help you out yeah. big time. So yeah, let's get into that uh, EKFT. Uh, that who puts that on again? It's uh, uh, Joe Hector. Joe Hector. How many years has yeah. that one been running now? Is this eleven years? Eleven years. Okay. Yeah. Cool deal. Yeah. And you had the win this year in that, and um. I want to say you uh, said you fished it the past three, and you actually won before, like the whole overall the championship. Yeah, so 2019 was my first year uh, fishing the tournament, and they do a sailfish tournament in January. I got mm-hmm. second place in that. Oh, pretty and cool. Then, yeah, and it's my first tournament, so I mean, I was hooked. You know, oh, got a twenty. Wow. Yeah, I got a twenty five. Baptism by jack. fire. <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> and then uh, now it was a battle. I was right, yeah. right neck and back and forth with Brian Nelly and stuff. Right on. And I squeezed out first place for the year against him. So I got the championship and then I was hooked. Actually ended up getting sponsored by uh, Nautical Ventures and joined the homie fishing team. And I got into the uh, PA 360. Oh, so, right on. That was, so yeah, you jumped on, that. Uh, helped you out get on Hobie and uh, yeah, pick up a couple time. sponsors here and there. Yeah, that's just yeah. like we were kind of, you know, we we're talking about that, you know, adding sponsors and stuff and it's like them solid results can't help get some exposure and uh you know pick them up it definitely helps on the cost of them days. yeah definitely I mean, <laughs> yeah you get a couple good pictures on stage and i was in a few magazines in the paper and you know it really helps for sponsorship big time yeah me media coverage is is key you know podcast this stuff yeah. any, any kind of thing you're you're getting put out there is a big help to a, a angler's resume so, dude, I'm stoked to have you on, man, because I was wanting to uh, – interested in that event myself. I kind of want to tag along sometime with my buddy Tracy when he goes over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I see him down here quite a bit. Yep. So. And uh, Eugene Mora, he's another one of my friends that goes over and fishes some of the events and everything. Yeah, I don't know if you know uh, Eric Clark, actually. He's from Texas. He's Eric a Clark guy. sounds very familiar. Yeah. Um, yeah, sir. Yeah. I, I learned about all you Texas guys from there. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you use ribbon fish when you go offshore, and something I started doing. So. A lot of guys use ribbon fish, and, yeah. and I like the. Uh, I'm big on the dusters with the cigar minnow, or yeah, and, you know, and I'm big on uh, halcos and uh, the bigger um, rattle traps, like the two ounce okay. rattle, two ounce rattle yeah. traps, trolling them blue and chrome yeah. with black, and I paint black stripes on them. And they okay. hammer, hammer nice. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, we'll talk about your win, man. Uh, you know, give us some insight on the conditions for that tournament and kind of, you know, what it took to uh, solidify your placing. You know, what all went into that day, like a little bit of preparation. Let us know about, 
you know, the conditions and, and what bait or tactics, you know, give us a little. Um, so it's a lot of preparation. I mean, yep. it's time in the time in the water and mm-hmm. many, many nights in the shed tying rigs and everything. And one of the key things I did this year that I don't normally do is I went straight out. We normally have a current. So you, a lot of people will pedal south to anticipate the north current. But I decided to go straight out and I had the oceans of myself like when I first started in the morning. Oh, wow. And yeah, I had my live. I actually trolled ribbon fish on the way out, so I can go full speed. And then yeah. I switch a live. I switch a live bait around like 100 feet deep, and um, I had my first king at like 8:30. Got my second kingfish at 10, and I went out and caught a tuna and came in. That was my day. Wow! Just just like that. So. You called the tuna on the, the deeper I caught, live bait rig. No, I went on. I used a, a vertical jig for the tuna. Vertical jig. Yeah, I was in it's 300 fast. Yeah, I was in yeah. 375 feet of water when I caught. Oh this wow! So, was there some structure yeah. they were no, oriented around, or just it's more just water out there in depth? You know, when you're they had, like, they had some bait, bait balls or something, or you focused on no, something, I, you just marked. I fish went out. And, I went out. I saw a nice rip, a nice like flat area where the current ah. changed, and you know, it, it felt like the spot. I dropped down there, and right on. Sec- yeah, second drop, I got second him. Second drop. Yeah. Wow. And I came in. It took me probably almost two hours to get in. And Dang. that's that's one of the things. Like a lot of guys probably could have placed, but they didn't get in on time. Ah, just, you know. But you got to place a part in it too. Yeah. yeah. Do they Every have a tournament. separate separate motor division, motorized division? No, anything? there's always been talk about it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of the guys down here running Outwerger and a two and a half horsepower motor on it. So. Oh wow. Yeah. But sail it, sail driven is there can you use the i think assistant? you can use a sail yeah. i think you can yeah. yeah but we don't have trouble with wind as much as we do the current it's not right. really trouble but i mean you're drifting two miles an hour on average yeah so i mean you figure if you drift for a few hours you're 10 miles away yeah. you know so that's it, how i felt at this tournament the other day the second day with 20 mile an hour plus winds Drifting yeah, flats, got, two miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Congratulations on that, by the way. So oh, yeah, thank brought you. Home a, brought home a nice check, right? Had a nice little check riding home past year. Yeah. Some uh, little prizes and stuff from the support. Um, yeah. They put on a good trail at Professional Redfish League. Um, you know, it, it, it's always a plus, you know, that we love to fish so much and everything. But then again, competition is what. It's always driven me being surfing or skateboarding and then fishing everything i fish tournaments as a young kid younger kid too um on the bass boat side and it's uh you know it's really cool to still have that drive and competitive spirit you know yeah the competition the, is great yeah you know yep and the camaraderie and meeting everybody and meeting people from different walks of life all over the country coming in from different countries at times too yeah <laughs> it's really cool yeah. So yeah. Um, every every week before a tournament, I get messages from people all over, like, "Hey, what about this? What about this?" And I try to go like above and beyond and help people because you know I want everybody to have a good time. Oh yeah, for be, sure. Yeah, I want it to be settled out there in the water. You know. Yep. Uh, definitely. Uh, offshore definitely separates them sometimes. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. tell you that. Looks <laughs> yeah. like that pygmy goat tournament had some 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 pretty. Pretty pretty sporty conditions. Looks like yeah. he almost could have could have surfed the kayak in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know they uh, ended up weighing some good fish, and guy cut a thirty eight yeah. pound. Uh, hey, Cobia, the guy that won, uh, like, called a solid solid Cobia. Yeah, I fished sure. it last year. Um, 
unfortunately, this year there's a conflict on the dates. They were scheduled the same day. Yeah. So it, it really it was really bad for a lot of us because we had to choose, and you know, obviously, if we're in, in South Florida, we're not going to drive ten hours to go up there. So. Yeah, I that's a pretty same, good haul from South Florida. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think the same thing happened up there, so it kind of hurt both tournaments. Hopefully, next year they can be on different dates. But yeah, because I went up last year and I had I had a great time, and I placed, I won the Kingfish Calcutta, so it was a good tournament. Oh, that's cool. Now, I really like that area down there. I'm, you know, just from doing research and and then seeing all the solid snapper they were catching and and all that near shore structure. That's you know not that far of a run out it looks like a pretty cool fishery um, yeah it's fun and the red fishing up there which you'd be interested in on yeah. three mile bridge is yeah it's awesome you're not going to catch the waters slot. at night yeah yeah you you're not catching giants. a slot they're all giants big. Yeah. giants yeah. yeah i've seen yeah. some good footage from up there from benton and uh, yeah. all them guys uh up there crushing them up there so hey on uh you know chasing talking about you know this offshore stuff you know it's not for everyone you know, for sure. You know, it'll separate, you know, the men from the boys that say it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got any tips and pointers, you know, to help someone that may want to transition over, um, you know, maybe start fishing offshore, you know, say like uh you know, there's other things, there's a lot of things that we could talk about as far as you know, when you're launching when it's a little rough, you know, do you D hook everything and like rig up when you're out there and once you're launched through the breakers? Um, so put everything away. I mean, like tackle management and all that, like share, share a little bit of that with us. If you don't So mind. number one rule, they say, if you love it, leash it. Yeah. Like, you know, if you don't want to <laughs> yeah. lose it, have it, I mean, I have my rods hooked to leash. I have my radio hook, my drive hook, everything is leashed and I plan to flip, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that way, if I do, that's only happened a few times, but if I do, I'm okay with it. You know, I just pick myself back up and keep going. So, yep. um, the biggest thing is don't go over your means. You know, if you're not comfortable right. with it, you're not sure about it, don't go out. And one thing is, is weight. I see a lot of guys come in the tournaments and they want to do something extra and something special, whether it be an extra bait pen or extra gear or weights or jigs and they're mm -hmm. overloaded. And, yep. you know, weight, weights, everything on the kayak, you know, that, yep. so, you know, you get a little off balance and you get an extra 20 pounds on one side and you're going over. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pretty much. And definitely uh, self rescue. I can add that. You're talking about weight and tumping over. Yeah. Um, if yeah, you're practice. not familiar with uh, bailing off and flipping and then re entering the kayak, it's a good thing to practice that for, yeah. for anybody that might be new wanting to come into this and try to do these things, even on bigger lakes, bigger open water. Self rescue yeah. is big time. You know, I, mean, you, you, I can I'm add two, that too. I'm 230 pounds. My other kayak is a Hobie Quest. That's a kind of similar to Revo. I can get in yeah. that myself. So yeah. if, if I can get in and out of that, you can pretty much get back in. But right, gotta right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, definitely key to, to, to. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. To be in on that for sure. Yeah, go out on a flat day and jump in. You know, yep. Get back Take in. a swim. So, yep, <laughs> that's the way to do yep. it. 
Even if you're just kind of on a flat, you can move off to a deeper cut and kind of practice it there. And that way, if you have to kind of kick back over to step on yeah. the flat, you can, you know. And, um, and like just like diving too, the buddy system is great, you know. Yes. If it's rough, don't go out alone. You know, there will be another day next week, another week from now, whatever. Wait, wait till you're comfortable and you have a friend with you to go out. You know, buddy and system. Can, yeah, for yeah. sure. Like you said, a, a radio. Yep. You got to have radio a way to sure. be a distress call and a flare gun. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to have a like a bug out bag, even inshore yeah. fishing, like way back in the back lakes in March. I'll have a a bag packed, you know. I've, no, I've I learned, keep a little uh, <laughs> like Ziploc bag, I got an yeah. extra whistle in there, I got some like medical tape and you know, gauze. You never know, you're gonna get hooked, and you cut yourself with a knife, and you want to be ready because you're out there alone, you know, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, if you get a you know, a hook in you or something, or you know, you can have a you know, be fighting a fish next to you and the, you know, the lure flies back and yeah, gets you or something, you know. But like you said, buddy systems big time, especially yeah. offshore. It's sure. not if, it's when it's going to happen. It's when it's going to happen, you know. Yep. Yeah. You never yeah. know that weather can change. Like the forecast can be like perfect and everything and that weatherman don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We have plenty of times like that, you know. Uh, hey, and if you're like questioning it in the morning when you're going out, it's supposed to get worse through the day. Don't yeah. go out because Don't go. you got to land on that too, you know. So yeah, you be coming in with head high surf is not going to be fun. Yeah, definitely not good. <laughs> not going to be fun at all. No, but so, offshore is fun. I love it, man. It's it's the best being out there, you know. Yeah, you never know what you're going to hook into. <laughs> yeah, especially I mean, here, got to be something, especially down there. Yeah, down um, here. I mean, within. Two miles of the beach, you can catch sailfish, wahoo, tuna, uh, snapper, bonita, mahi mahi. I mean, kingfish, gr- everything. Grouper, kingfish, grouper. Yep. I mean, cobia, everything cobia. you can imagine. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The the wahoo would be a bucket list one for sure because those. Uh, if you had never, if anybody's never caught one of those on a rod and reel, it's just instant. It's yeah, even, it's even it's even faster than a kingfish run. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the one I got last year, or well, like in October, was forty-five pounds. So, oh yeah, that's, that, a, that's a good. One. That was a yeah, that was a big one. I was happy about that one <laughs> to say at least. So that's some great eating fish when you chill it and just slice it super thin, oh, yeah. uh, sashimi style, and just a little bit of soy and wasabi. Yeah, squeeze a lime yeah. on it. Oh, dang. and to be able to catch it from a kayak, I'd have to yeah, say that's an even he, bigger bonus <laughs> here. Um, Hawaii, and yep. um, unless you're Donnie from Pensacola, that's it. <laughs> you're yeah. not catching one yeah. out there, yeah. yeah. Or unless somebody's mother shipping you out somewhere to some yeah. crazy, Which, crazy I'll, I'll way offshore. Per- personally, I'm just gonna stay on the boat if I do that, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I'm like kind of a purist in that way. I, if I'm catching, yeah. I want to paddle out, I want to catch my own bait, I want to, you know, I want to catch it on my own kind of thing. Yeah, sure. I'm not saying it could never happen in Texas because we've seen, you know, my buddy Chris Castro caught that sailfish within four miles. Yeah. No, I mean, they're, they're fish. So, they have, they mean, have no rules, yeah. you know? Yeah, there's no rules for them. I mean, but it would be cool on a kayak for sure. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Hey, so, yeah, there you go. We're going to talk about, you know, live bait. You just were mentioned that, you know, live bait versus lures. 
you know, as far as that goes, time and place for both, you know. Uh, if you have access to live bait, I mean, are you carrying like a sabiki so, rod or something out there with you trying to catch your own or you kind of have some beforehand? Or So if I'm fun fishing, I'm always catching my own bait. Um, I, we use goggle eyes, blue runners, mm-hmm. you can catch pilchards. I like goggle eyes and blue runners, the bigger baits for the bigger fish. Um, you can catch everything on them. And, but during tournaments, we buy our bait. They have you a don't bait, have boat, bait boat that yeah. runs around and oh, yeah. that's awesome. You don't, you don't have to buy it, but it's an option. And it's just one less thing to worry about on tournament because the goggle eyes that we use, you got to catch them at nighttime. So that means tournament day, yeah. you're, you're launching at three in the morning. You're spending an extra oh, three hours yeah. out there in the water. And just, you know, for the 50 bucks, 80 bucks or whatever you spend, it's just one less thing you don't have to worry about, you know. And the baits are hand-caught weeks in advance. They're seasons, which means they're they're recuperated from being caught, and they're actually stronger than, like, a day-caught bait. You know what I mean? Ah. And, yeah, so live, live baits are holding, holding tanks for them and, like, yeah. get them ready to go. Beef I actually fish on a kingfish t- fishing team on a boat, and we catch all of our own bait, and and if it's not three weeks old, we're not fishing it. You know what I mean, it's got to be, yeah, it's got to be seasoned. It's got to be a good bait. So it makes That's a difference. Cool. Yeah. That is cool. Um, but as far as tuna, man, we do a lot of jigging over here for them. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a super effective way to catch them. You can do regular old vertical jigging or slow pitch jigging. And especially at evening time, I used to fish a lot of evenings. I go out after work and just paddle out to 250, 300 feet and, you can catch three, four, two in a night, no problem. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was a great way to experience living here in South Florida. So. Any issues with sharks and down there? Uh, 100% all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> Texas. Yeah, and it's, it's getting worse and worse. So, I mean, we have a lot of problems with the dive boats, like feeding them. Yep. So you only you don't even have a bait in the water, and they'll see a boat, and they'll think, oh, that's free food, and they're that's coming right up to you. Come up there yep. and chop your uh, tuna or snapper in half. Yeah, just like ducks in a pond. If somebody feeds ducks in the pond, you go up in there from shore, they're coming right up to you. You know, The sharks do the same thing. Just like seagulls. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, pick a yeah. dick. I think yep. I'm going to – there's some food over there. I'm gonna go exactly. These people. I mean, you're training yeah. them to do the wrong thing. Sharks so. are, can be a nuisance species at time. I know everybody's yep. talking about, don't kill the sharks. Mess up the balance. No, yeah. when they get overpopulated, it's crazy. That's about, yep. about like our our snapper limits. And, uh, you know, it oh, used yeah. to be you go out offshore and you couldn't get your bait past all the trigger fish. Uh, yeah. Now you go offshore and you can't get your bait past all the snapper trying to catch grouper or something else. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. You know, it is crazy. It's, uh, you know, the season's rolling over here. You know, they're, who knows when they'll you know how long it's going to last, but. You know, now you guys can get the red snapper from the kayaks there. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We okay. can we can get to some of the um, some of the near shore rigs. Um, you know, I use a lot of you know, like you say the vertical jigging. Um, I use a lot of bucktail jigs. Some of the some of the speed jigs and stuff that come over from Australia um, do pretty good on those. You know, I'll tip yeah. them with the. Uh, actually, I save uh, my trout carcasses. <laughs> Right, and I take the backbone with the tail, and I tip my bucktails with that, and I've been pretty productive doing that. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good snapper. 
I snapper fished with a goat last year, and it was, it was. I don't want to say it was easy, but there was a lot of fish there. Yeah, it I mean, seemed like there yeah. was like yeah. a lot we, of fish over that. We morning. went out like the day before the tournament and two days before the tournament. And we all had our limit by seven a.m. You know, I was like, okay, guess we go in now. You know, so yeah, and that was like getting the bigger ones too. You know, throwing the small yeah, ones back. So and it looks like there's a lot of chicken dolphin over there too. Yeah, you know, pretty pretty close in, which is pretty cool because we don't. I don't know. It depends on how much sargassum we get, how much of the weed lines we get moving in closer to the, you know, within two or three, four miles. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. Yeah, um, we get a, we get a good bit of dolphin down here. Um, not too many big ones, but a lot of like twenty-five to thirty-inch dolphin, which is a nice sweet. meal. Yeah, yeah, that's still so, some still some good. Yeah. And sometimes they come in as shallow as forty feet of water, you know, which is you know you can almost cast there from off the beach. So. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Y'all get any tarpon down that way? Uh, tons of tarpon. Tons yeah. of tarpon. Yeah. A lot lot more inshore, which yeah. like by the docks and stuff. And they're so big. Like with the snook and everything. Yeah, they'll just run you out to a piling and break you off. But I don't really do it much myself just because I don't know. Haven't got into it, but it looks fun. Yeah, that offshore thing is something I don't really get to do a lot because I'm yeah. always I'm I'm I chase bass tournaments also. So I'm, I like to run around and fish for those green fish every now and then too. And, uh, you know, the big, big speckled trout is what I really like to chase. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I always talk about that. People probably jump on here. It's like, man, Dustin talking about trout again. No, we're talking about offshore fishing this time and I need to get out there and do more. Um, yeah. we do, we have a pretty cool tournament over here called Ray Del Mar. And it, it, it combines the two. It combines uh, an inshore redfish tournament and then an offshore tournament. Um, you know, there's some side pots for biggest jack, and then and there's like kingfish and and snapper pots. And overall weight goes and combines with your redfish weights, and you're the king of the sea. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, yeah, I want to get over there. Pretty cool event. So that that's pretty cool. I, I like I said, I want to I want to make it over there for that EKFT and then the goat pygmy or whichever ones they're going to have next year and see, you know, the way it did this year. It kind of didn't work out on dates for a few of us, and then I know some yeah. had planned to go, and then it was changed with that, you know, Claudette coming through over there and and the weather effect and everything. So, you know, I, I was glad to see they got to run it um, yesterday. Uh, like I said, I was talking to Tracy on the way. He was driving home this morning. Um, got to talking to him a little bit. He was talking about uh, some pictures I posted. You know, I I haven't shared too much with the, you know, podcast audience lately about it. Um, I was going to do a little update here. I'm still kind of reaching my goal. I started a, a fitness journey um, about eight weeks ago, um, intermittent fasting and cutting my caloric intake and I quit drinking sodas cut my carbs, um, you know, started doing a little more exercise and some high impact, you know, metabolic training, started running again. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm down I'm right at 35 pounds right now. Uh, oh, nice. Congratulations. So yeah, I'm like 222. I started out at 257. I hadn't been 222 in quite a long time. And so I'm, I set my goal, you know, for 25 pounds and I'm, Blew past that now, and I'm now I'm saying I'm going to go to 205. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bust that goal out too. So nice. I'm gonna tell you, I haven't felt this good in a long time. 
And and that's maybe what kind of kept me from going offshore a little bit more than I wanted to was being a little overweight and stuff. So hopefully that's going to change. You know, I'm feeling better than I have in a long time. You know, I jumped back on the skateboard today. Got some got some got some runs in on a little mini ramp. I had a good time. (laughs) So uh, it's feeling good is a big difference. And I just want to grab my health by the throat and get a hold of it. You know, that's basically yeah. what I told myself. You, you about to, you about to get back in fighting shape, and it, man, it makes a difference on a kayak. Let me tell yeah. you now. Reaching I mean, for your gear, turning around, straddling the seat, and turning around and adjusting things is so much easier. I'm gonna tell you right. Now. Yeah, no, I agree. I I went on a diet right before the tournament because I gained weight, like everybody did over the whole COVID thing. And oh yeah, and for sure. I dropped like 12 pounds, and it don't sound like a lot, but no, I brought in. Yeah, I brought in 71 pounds of fish. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I had over 100 pounds on the kayak between fish and ice. So another 10 pounds makes a difference. You know what I mean? It damn sure does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Any anything 10 pounds plus is you know it's like man, that's like a try. I want somebody you think 12, 15 pounds in a lot. Put a backpack on with a 15 pound plate in your on your back, yeah. and and walk around all day with that. And see yeah. what it does. Because I'm I'm like me. I want I want to grab a 35 pound plate and put it on now and see how Let's I see where felt you, before. Yeah, see where and then take it off and be like, oh my God, I guarantee yeah. you it's gonna be nine day. And it's like yeah. as the weight still keeps coming off. But I'm gonna tell you the intermittent fasting, I'm I'm a big believer in that. And I do a flex fasting because I do work shift work, so it kind of flops back and forth. And uh what got me wanting to talk about this is that you know, I I, I got as a podcast, we got asked to join Waypoint TV um, to branch out and get a little more audience and stuff. And then so Tom Rowland, who is an awesome fisherman yeah. on the saltwater yeah. experience, reached out to me. I was like, hey, dude, you want to come on the podcast? I was like, sure. Uh, yeah, the audience ain't going to know who I am, but OK, we'll talk kayak fishing. And he had no idea about all these tournaments and the CPR and all this stuff. And he was he was stoked on it. And then. You know, I know he's into CrossFit and fitness and everything. So we got to talking about all this, too. And I plugged my buddy, uh, Luke Prentice, that started this called the Kayak Beast Program. He's a kayak fisherman and he started this for kayak fishermen. And it's, uh, you know, it's an intermittent fasting base and uh, high impact training. You know, just that eating window. You cut a little bit of food here, cut a little carbs, cut a little sugar. Dude, I'm telling you, everybody's seeing results. Even people yeah. that aren't changing their eating habits, just sticking to that fasting window is helping them maintain and drop a little bit over time and it's pretty cool so yeah big shout out to luke for uh helping me on my fitness journey and uh i'll be posting some before and after photos here pretty soon it's gonna blow some people away because because tracy was like dude i didn't recognize you in that picture what happened to your you got got a neck now you don't have a waddle and you actually my beard right (laughs) yeah and then dude your shirt's baggy i'm like yeah that well my gut was sticking out before that shirt now it's like swallowing me whole all my fishing pants i had to put a zip tie between two belt loops (laughs) i've done the same thing i got a rubber band holding mine together rubber band and then actually got a now they're falling down with the zip tie i had to wear a belt and it was like oh my gosh i'm about to buy all new board shorts again they're all about to fall off when i swim in them in Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Man, but it's a good feeling just to feel that much better. and Yeah. Just lighter on your feet and 
like I'm not fatigued. I'm sleeping better. I, I, I don't know. It's just it's blown me away. So, yeah, sorry. I got a little off track on that. You know, all y'all out there in, in, in podcast land. But, you know, it's just something I had to share real quick because it's. I'm seeing some results and I've been pretty stoked on it. <laughs> it has a lot to do with kayak fishing too. Because yeah. I mean, oh yeah. It's free exercise. You're out there fishing, having fun. And you're, if you don't catch anything, you're just going kayaking for the day. You know, it's still a yeah. great time in the water and you got that great exercise from it. So that's, it's all part of it right there. You know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm part of team Torquedo and, you know, I'm all about motors and covering water for, for pre-fishing and, and ruling out, you know, dead areas and this and that but you know when i get to my spots i'm locked in and paddling standing up push pulling looking for redfish if i'm side casting in back marsh or something or if i'm bass fishing i'm you know i'm using my pedal drive and moving around and and positioning and using it to stay in position and stuff you know it's just another tool just like my paddle and my pedals are and 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 to benefit from that it's pretty cool too but dude I, i love the paddle i came from the paddling side, you know, uh, you know, that's, that's always been the soul of kayaking to me. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> Getting in that first... paddle boat and cool, cooling out, running in the water. Yeah. Yep. My first kayak was a paddle kayak and I still have it. And I took it out like two weeks ago. I got a nice mahi and a tune off it and it's just special, you know? Oh, cool. What kind of ocean kayak? It's a Hobie. Hobie. Oh, a Hobie. The Quest. Yeah. Oh, the Quest. okay. It is a pedal. Yeah. 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 What I is that one? Thir- 13 six or something thir- like that? 13. Yeah. 13. Yeah. I bought it for 500 bucks like four years ago. And that was my first kayak. So it's, you know, special. <laughs> That's but, cool. You still have it. I wish I still, still had my it. first, my first one. It was an old uh, perception pescador. It's like oh, a 12, 12.5 caster, old yellow, yellow looking thing with a the scoop seat. You got ass got wet all the time. And then I, then I was like, oh, be cool. I'm going to do some black fades on it. And then, then everybody at work, because I car topped it <laughs> at the time when I first started, you know, many years ago. And they'd be like, oh, you got that bruised banana on the top of your car. <laughs> That's so funny. They called it the bruised banana. That's was, was pretty funny. Yeah, some yeah. good stuff. It had some good memories in that thing. I I put a lot of miles, you know, being that thing was so light, though, you know. Yeah. I, co- I covered a lot of ground. Yeah, so you easy, know. you know, less involved. Like now, now you're bringing batteries and depth finders and yep. you know, live wells and crates and motors. And, you know, it's good yep. to get back every once in a while, just two rods and a paddle on a kayak, you know. Yeah, I'll do that sometimes after work. I'll just, you know, grab and go uh, with my, uh, I, I fish for Jackson. Um, so I have a, a Mayfly and a, and a U-Pick now. And I'll just throw one of them in the back with just the paddle. And I'll go yeah. hit a couple little closes, you know, two, three miles away and, you know, kind of use the wind and drift back and just a couple rods, no crate, one little box with a couple plastics, a wake bait, like yeah. a top water, something, and then just go fun fish, catch a few fish and then come back and then go to sleep, go back to work later <laughs> instead of yeah. burning, burning all day and messing, you know, not, yeah. you know, cause I mean, you can get, you can overload yourself. You know, yeah, you can. There can be some overkill days. You know, some bass tournaments are just like the same. It's like, you know, 10 rods, but everyone's like, why so many rods? Well, I mean, well, there's a different presentation on each one, and I don't want to have to stop and retie. It's time management, just like, you know, we were talking about too, um, is a big factor. So, yeah, yeah man, it, it, I, I know it comes into play 
offshore too. I've never done, I fished offshore, but I've never done an offshore tournament. And that's what's got my, seems like it's going to be another addiction when I start trying. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> last year, there was guys that came down for the sailfish tournament this year in January and, yeah. and they never caught a sailfish, never fished in the ocean before. And they caught sailfish and placed in the tournament. So, I mean, Right, it's, I heard about that. They're, yeah, they yeah. came down from some Tennessee and some other places. Yeah, all yeah. over. Some yeah. people came from Ohio at different times. Yeah, and yep. So it's an opportunity to get out in one of these tournaments and and catch fish. And if you're not like comfortable, like if you haven't been offshore a lot, they have help boats out there and yep. constant, constant communication. So it's a real good opportunity to try it for the first That's time. That's January. Every year they have the sailfish one. Yeah, it's like normally the middle of January, end of January. So I'm I'm making next year. Yeah, I'm gonna make next year. We're gonna hold you to that. <laughs> I'm gonna make next year. We'll we'll have a big Texas contingent come over there. Hopefully, let's let's try yeah. to get a, we'll try to get a caravan and travel together. I hope. Uh, yeah, and there Tracy, really is a good, a good bit of people. Let's go. Texas. Let's go. Tracy Debman, Eugene Moore. Let's go. <laughs> Eric DeLuise. I know he comes over for some of them too. Let's go. I'll be the lone Jackson in the well Eugene's wilderness too. Be rolling, rolling with the Hobie guys. It's all good. That's what friends. It's all, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. So yeah, well, you're talking. Um, you know, the species of fish over there, that South Florida fishery. Um, it's pretty diverse. Um, it seems like. Uh, you know, like you said, wahoo, kingfish, cobia, different kinds of snapper. Y'all get the dog tooth or or cubrera over there. Um, at you times, can if, you, if you fish for them. I don't really yeah. bottom fish a lot from the kayak. Okay. I had trouble getting hung up, and then you ah. can't really have enough tension to break off. You know? Right. So you either got to cut 200 feet of line, and then you're – I get upset about that personally. So yeah, I'm, I'm married to a marine scientist, so I try to keep ah, that level. Conservation-minded. Uh, yep. Yeah. So if I'm not eating it, I let it go. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and I've – after our freeze, you know, we had that – crazy freeze this year it hurt some of our fisheries and people still try to downplay it and everything but you know it is what it is uh you know just like as an angler it's it's our decision you know to be conservation minded so yeah yeah you know, i mean just here's the rule is it, yep you know doesn't doesn't mean you need to keep 10 fish you know exactly if you're gonna eat if you're gonna eat two keep two you know keep two yeah let yeah. the other ones go to grow and and breed that I'm all about that as far in in, yeah. in the trout fishery too. I'll keep a couple, you know, 17, 18 at fish and take them home. Yeah. As know, long as they got a nice, that. nice hook set on them and I can release them. Like I'm sure they're going to live. Right. Release everything, no, you know? no, no, like gill hooked or anything. Or in the yeah. Trout, in the that one's coming in. That one's coming in the back. That one's coming sure. home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, y'all, uh, man, y'all are, you know, just like we're our inshore fishery and then we got some good offshore stuff, but y'all are, y'all are blessed with the, plethora you know y'all i mean y'all can uh target triple tail in the rivers at certain times of year there's certain times of year for everything down there it seems like different seasons um tarpon snook man everything I mean, there's always everything. somewhere to fish i mean it can be crazy rough and windy and we can go bass fishing we have all these exotics down here yeah that's what i was gonna say y'all have the exotics yeah. you can target the uh clown yeah. knife fish the peacock yeah, bass and what else is there there's like the uh, board things with a big head <laughs> We have clown knife fish, peacock bass, all kinds of smaller fish like cichlids. And cichlids. Yeah. Um, we have red tail catfish down here too, actually. Oh dang! Better. We've uh, actually Joe Hector and myself. We tried fishing for him a couple of times, and we've hooked them, but 
haven't landed one yet. And it's been like a mission for the last like year or two. Do but, they like break you off in the structure or are they just they they come in they and they kind of like they roll. Yeah, they yeah. roll and then you see a big air bubble and next you know you're not hooked. I don't I don't know what it is. Like wow. I don't know if they like regurgitate. I mean it happened three times already. So they regurgitate like, so much stuff it pushes the hook out or something. Who I knows? guess I don't know. I mean Dang. it's not something that like we're not experts on catfishing, you know what I mean? So but we're trying to figure it out. We want to figure it out. Ha. Dang, man. So, okay. Uh, any travels outside of Florida? We'll get back on track. Um, rolling around. I'll start yeah. talking about everything. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, not, ki- not kayak fishing wise. I yeah. wanted to make it up to Ocean City this weekend. They have a ah, big that's that big there. tournament there. My uh, yeah. one of my guests, uh, Rob English, okay. um, was uh, placed last year. He had like a ran out with like a sea flea or something and caught a big black drum off oh, the yeah, rocks and, and uh placed 2500 some pretty good payout that seems like a yeah. pretty cool tournament i, yeah. I would enjoy to go up and do that and then also what's coming up um in july next month uh three bells outfitters is having their trifecta striper okay. f- fluke or whatever and bluefish Okay, and nice. they have a big, uh, you know, the striper migration, and all that, and um, you know, you being from Delaware too, you'd be yeah. You have to send that, that one to me. That sounds up, up my uh, alley, right? Yeah, there. and we we have a side pot going on through uh, the KSS Kayak Saltwater Series. We do have online striper events that that go with that. That's it, and the monthly tournaments that we also have redfish challenges. Also, it used to be the KBF Redfish Series, but it turned into Kayak Saltwater Series, and it, there's a side um. Side leaderboard, uh, the KSS Big Five for the, your best five striper during the trifecta is a separate leaderboard at, with a thousand dollars at stake for that too. Five hundred for first, three hundred for second, two hundred for third. So there's oh, more nice. money there in that one. I think there's like about sixty anglers signed up right now. Um, I have to send you the link for that one. That's up there, yeah. and uh, um, you know that should should be a pretty good turnout. They usually have a good good showing up there, and uh, sounds like a pretty fun event. You know. Uh, it, like I said, it, we, I was talking at the beginning, you know, it's that time of year. We got redfish trails going on. Um, we got local clubs that have, you know, two freshwater, two saltwater events, and a couple events left. Uh, we wrapping up on some of, some of our bass trails and be having their, the championships coming up pretty soon for some of them. Um, you know, everything's rolling. It's that time of year. And then getting out of this COVID funk and everything's kind of, I mean, my habits really didn't change. I mean, we, yeah, my I, was, I still <laughs> fished all the time. I said I was social fishing scene. I was out on the water. <laughs> yeah. I, I got hooked up with a nice guy that had an empty lot on the intercoastal last year, and he let me park it because the beaches were closed. We couldn't go to the beach to launch. That's insane. Yeah, it was crazy. And so I would go to his house and I'd put my kayak in right there and go through the inlet. Oh, and sweet. I, it, it was great, man. There was no boat traffic out there. It was it was like free fishing, you know. It was awesome. So it was yeah, fun I, still, last year. I still can't get over the closing a beach where you can't launch a couple. Yeah, it was it crazy. Made, made no, some of the stuff they did just made no sense at all. And even this yeah. year, we're having trouble. There's only one tournament this summer. There's it's normally a two part series. Yeah. But because everybody's playing co- uh, catch up on all their events. Right. That Joe Hector had to cut it down to one tournament. The city wouldn't let him do two wouldn't give him a permit or anything so he was only able to do one that's it we're done for the year so still got six months of summer left you know down here so 
Oh yeah, yeah. And I saw. Looking, yeah, we wish we could do another tournament, but especially me, it's like one, so I got that money to spend on the next one. You know. <laughs> yeah, goes back into that tournament account and then uh, yeah. use it for future entry fees or whatever you broke during the, during the yeah. tournament and stuff. So, yeah, well, I know actually, what you I mean on that one. I want a uh, Hobie Outback too. Oh, sweet! On, on you you gonna ha- hang on to that one? Yeah, I, I went. I started rigging it up this week and getting it all ready to go. I've never yeah. fished out an Outback before, so I have I'm some friends that fish out. It's a great inshore boat for sure. Yeah, I don't know how it would do offshore. I don't. I, I know they're good, but like I said, I'm a bigger guy, so yeah. And the PA is like my boat of choice, you know, the pro angler. But that's what you're fishing on now. A 14. Yeah, PA 14 with the 360. 360. Yeah. yeah. Which is, nope. I don't want to get too much on Hobie's. I know you're not a Hobie guy, but. No, dude, it's, it, yeah, it's all it's, we talk uh, about, all of them on the show. Yeah. yeah. It's, I was the guy that was like against it at first, too. Like, oh, I'm not going to use that offshore, you know, but I love it. I use it constantly. Especially hey. when you're fighting a fish and having position. Yeah. Yep. Sailfish. I mean, I everything. Can see that. Trying to get that grab. It's, it's great. And inshore too, I do a lot of bass fishing and stuff. And yeah, it's I don't even know how I fished before, you know. Yeah, you said to break out the paddle and go backwards a little yeah, bit right. and go sideways, yeah, right. and now it's just all right there with your hand, you know. So yeah, it's nice. Yeah, that's definitely a pretty innovative design on that thing. You know, yeah. I, I got I got no qualms with it. I'm I'm all down, you know. Yeah. They 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 did their work and came out with a pretty cool deal. <laughs> you know, it's a cool thing, you know. I'm I'm happy with what I fish out of. Just like, you know, you're happy with the Hobies too. And, you know, I've been in a Hobie. I, I dig them. I can dig them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all plastic boats on the water, you know? Oh, yeah. They, what, yeah. What's the main thing is it's getting us on the water and yeah. and, and, and keeping us fishing. That's all. That's, that's one of the coolest things about the tournaments, man. You meet people from all over, different yep. styles, different kayaks, different everything, you know? Yep. I mean, I don't know anybody here that trolls a rattle trap, but maybe we'll try it after this week, you know? I mean, I used to use I used to use them for stripers and everything mm-hmm. um, up in Delaware all the time, and that was our thing, you know. Yeah, the in, the inlet high tide at the bridge from the slack yep. tide, you know. So, they, you know that's uh, the, that stuff never might stopped be something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might be something to check out. I've had yeah. more than the I've had the cobia smack the crap out of them too. Yeah. Or ling, as they call them over here. I'm from oh, Georgia. Yeah. I'm from Southeast Georgia, and I grew up there okay. fishing. Uh, inshore coastal fishery there and out of St. Simon's Island. Um, you know, and, and the stuff I know now, uh, kayak fishing wise, if I could go back when I was younger over there in that fishery, oh man, yeah, <laughs> that I, place I'm, is pretty I'm, cool. I'm dying to get back up to Delaware. Was, we had like a 12 foot V bottom boat, like growing up, and that was like my boat, and it was awesome to fish that in the shallower water and stuff. I could just imagine being in a kayak so quiet just drifting along you know in the bay and stuff yeah it's got to be different you know and the only thing different though is the tide swings i mean we only have i mean at the biggest we have like two foot tide swing over here oh really that's nice it's like six to nine foot in georgia <laughs> it's like, yeah yeah and you're not wade fishing in georgia maybe on some of the you know the little salt salt grass and flats and stuff here and there where you go catch filler crabs and all that but yeah a lot of them places you jump off you'll be up to your neck in mud yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man i appreciate you coming on the show tonight and getting a little yeah. to know you a little better and talk a little bit about some offshore fishing and uh, the fishery down there in florida and your your win there at the uh, ekft and your previous win and they're pretty much uh 
first tournament. That's <laughs> pretty yeah. damn cool, man. Yeah, um, but yeah, maybe we'll uh, like I said, we need to get the get the crew together and, and head that way next year for that selfish event. Hopefully it'll it'll come together. Don't, don't wait till next year, come down at any time. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'll be yeah. uh I'll be down for iCast, actually. Okay. But it's like a quick trip in and out, man. It's like coming over there for two days and then driving right back home. Yeah. It's gonna be know, a turn turn and burn is what that's called. <laughs> I know Brian Nelly has extra kayaks too. So oh, I know for sure, yeah. and he's always got yeah. something going on. He's got those uh, those crazy trips coming up, you know. Yeah. Speaking of that, I, I need to have Brian on again and, and and talk some talk some stuff. He did pretty good down there at the Pygmy, so you know when you get him on, and then um, yes. next time I need to re- re- reach out to Joe um, before his events and start. You know, get him on the show and plug yeah, it definitely. pretty good too. So yeah, I think I'm gonna have to do that also. I got um lined up for the next show after you will be uh Justin Ivy. I'll have him on coming up too. I just reached out to him. Okay. And uh got him coming on the show and then uh you know, we're just trying to line out some different guests from all over the country. You know, I have people from California that might spearfish for halibut off their kayak, you know, and, and cool. ling, ling and yellowtail, ling cod or whatever. Yeah, those ugly fish. Yeah, you know, and and the cow, those redheaded sheephead over there are <laughs> crazy looking. So, but it's always cool to to talk to you know different anglers in different regions and everything. So. Yeah, we do a lot of diving over here off the kayak too, actually for lobster and everything like that. You can go right oh, off the beach and catch lobster. So that's awesome. Our, that time of season, year. Yeah, our season's about to open up and. We're all getting excited for that. So. Oh, yeah. Just go out before work, get your liminal lobster, go to work for the day. And it's, it's What kind of depth bad. are y'all talking about? Uh, you can get them as shallow as like 10, 12 feet. So. And that's in the Coquina Rock and all that? The, yeah, like the a, reefs? Yeah, there's reefs and big boulders. And yeah. This, yeah. Sometimes you go early enough, they're walking on top of the reef. Uh, other they times you gotta, go, you gotta poke them and kind of shine, shine other times you gotta pull them out yeah. yeah you go early enough to walk in so you just snatch them up that's that's pretty cool so oh that's rad man yeah that is just another thing to do in the kayak another you know? thing to do in a kayak man yeah. that's awesome dude but yeah hey uh appreciate meeting you um coming on the show tonight i'll give you the stage there uh any shout outs or sponsor plugs uh go ahead yeah, um, shout them out. <laughs> Nautical Ventures is definitely my main sponsor. They, uh, they're a kayak dealer down here. Um, the Extreme Kayak Tournaments are awesome. I appreciate everything those guys do, putting them on for us. Uh, Real Line Fishing Team. They're the guys I fish in a boat with, with King Fishing. All so right. We're, on. Uh, yeah. We're, fit, we're sitting first right now for the year in SKA. So I think it's more of an East Coast thing. I don't think they get over there, but... Yeah, so Southern King Fish Association. Yeah. 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 Yep. We're getting uh, pretty excited about that tournament. That's, that's pretty so, solid right there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, but that's pretty much it, man. I just, just here to fish and have fun. Right so. on, man. Well, yeah, big props on that that recent win and everything. Thank you. And uh, we're we going to get over that way one of these days. I'll definitely make it over there. And if I do, I'm definitely going to reach out to you <laughs> get some intel. Yeah, yeah let me know, <laughs> man. Like, drag Brian out there, too. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> People message me all the time, man. I'm always, like, ready and willing to help, you know. No secrets here. No blurry black backgrounds in my posts, you know. There you go. Hey, so. if you can figure it out by my background pictures, that's fine. I might not tell you where I'm at, but if you can figure it out by looking at the background, more power yeah. to you. I'm all exactly. down for that. I'm all down for that. Yeah, I'm all down for that. Well, yeah, thanks again for coming on the show. Um, once again, thanks to all the uh, listeners, supporters of the podcast. 
um, you know, Truchador Co. and Waterloo Rod Company for the support. And, uh, you know, thanks again, everybody listening. We'll catch y'all next time on Chasing the Tide.